G'day guys, welcome to the mailbag. This week we'll be talking to Rob Scurry up in Sydney, going over Rose Hill, what happened, the autumn sun, the two-year-olds, Tassart, did it flop, did it not, we'll get there, we'll talk to Rob. We'll also head over to Pete, who was at Ascot, he launched heavily at one that shit in. He also found one which could be his last ever Mountain Yard Mail text. And his last text, he found a 4-1 winner for the team. And we've got some big news around Peter. Please, that'll be the second section, which this this whole podcast will be timestamped. So if you haven't seen it, go and check the tweet. And then finally, Drew and I will dissect and discuss Caulfield and what happened, how the track played, the betting moves, the data, the parade. And we might even touch on a, a slightly overweight, entitled man who thinks he can dictate track patterns and how tracks are presented hope you enjoy not a very nice needed way to describe me <laughs> <laughs> maybe leave that in yeah <laughs> <laughs> this summer four guys who enjoy looking at horses and punting on horses Band together to give you mail on horses. Live from their kitchens around Australia, Drew Patchell. Looks like it's going to be a two-on-one, a menage a trois of paint. Usually you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. Pete Anthony's. Oh, well, you done well. Done well. Done well. Done well. Done well. Done well. He has done very well. Yes, sir. Rob Scurry. This is no time to be taking your damn drugs, you hippie dropout. And Jack Dickens. Crazy is measured from four to ten because, of course, there's no such thing as a woman who's not at least four crazy. This is The Mailbag. G'day, Rob. How are you, my man? I'm good. How are you, Jack? Um... Stressed out, my man, but I'm uh, looking forward to chatting to you. I think the racing in Sydney was really, really solid on Saturday. I enjoyed uh, listening to the interesting mind of yours, um, <laughs> sort of <laughs> from two minutes prior to loading to <laughs> till they cross the line. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, I've really <laughs> got a good grasp of what happened on Saturday. I think we can have a good conversation that hopefully people listening we'll get a stack out of. Where should we start? I think we should start uh, at, at Caulfield, if, if, if you want, mate. Um, or are you going to do that with Druzy? Probably mainly with Drew. All right, unless well, is there anything particularly you want to talk about at Caulfield? Uh, well, you saw my girl, Elise, get you put, you know, I, I saw Yeah, that's, that's actually good. We can discuss that. I thought she paraded awful. Often can. Often can. I told you the story. I, I, I said Big type, better like a beast, better than yes. better type yeah. than most of them, but very worked up. You know, Caulfield. Last time she was at Caulfield, she didn't handle the turn. Yeah, I thought there was enough sort of. I uh, thought she was concerns. gone at the two fifty. I thought she was gone at the two fifty. Yeah, well, she, like, she was ridden outside of a pattern, which which is sweet though, because Hugh Bowman did it, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> what about like? If is there a bloke that needs more of a pat on the back than Hugh in racing? Oh look, he, he's he's a bit of an ornament. 
Um, he, I don't he, know. I two don't, nice I, rides and everyone's jumping out of trees to give him a pat on the back. Go watch the ride on Shotmaker. Yeah. Oh, oh look. He's, he's, a, he's a fabulous rider. I, I said it was a bad thing on on the Godolphin horses, but he's um you know proven what a champion he is. Uh, did um, you launch? No, I, I, I saw your note and I just I just kind of let it go. I, I I haven't fucking made a money any money out of Elise this prep really to be honest. I've had small wins on it, you know. I've watched it drift, get nervous about it, and watched it piss in. And you know your your text was another reason. Like, oh, it's paraded poorly. Cooked itself, I think, was your your message. I was like, oh yeah, well, probably Cook, cooking it. itself. It, it was notably warmer than every other horse in the yard. Yeah, yeah. It was two strappers. James Cummings was nervous as hell. I could read it. Um, yep. Oh look, in the surround stakes uh, last year, which is running this Saturday, I'm so excited about Nikita Jane and all those other great feelings like Fiesta and oh the the Godolphin one as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, she just, she just cooked herself and my, I just went to, my old man was there and he was, I'm like, dad, I've got a double on this horse. It's the best horse. It's Elise. It's going to be awesome. He goes, no chance. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think maybe the reason it was written so far forward was also his parade. Like I think Hugh, Hugh would have had a really hard time restraining that horse. Mm. Mm. Anyway, well, that's enough about Caulfield. We want to hear how they parade in Sydney. We want to go through the data. So I know you're big mm-hmm. with data, Rob. I love no, it. I'm, um, I'm not. What are you talking about? So we've got we've got data thanks to punningform.com.au, which will give us some clarity to what the horse has actually done, and we'll get mm. some real insight from you from the, how they paraded, and we'll touch on the betting as well. I thought the track was pretty fair from what I could gather. I didn't yep. I haven't deep dived into the meeting. What? How did you read it? I, I thought if your horse liked it soft, um, it could win, um, but generally. You know, a couple off the fence was where most of the winners come from, I, I think. And, you know, making ground like Autumn Sun did down the outside was pretty rare on the day. Um, but Especially you, considering they – you want to touch on the Autumn Sun race from the start? We can go there. We can start there if you like. Well, that's a, that's, they, that's the, he's the, you know, maybe the second best – third best horse in the country after Elise. I'm, I don't agree with that. But well, For the class, they've gone 9.6 lengths slow to the 600. Yep. So so this, so this fit little Vega days, Lope de Vega. You're on that bandwagon early. Um, he's he's you know really really perfect for a, for a wet track. He, he had he just looked as fit as a trout. I think that's what I sent in my text message. Literally fit as a trout. Whereas the Autumn Sun is maybe one of the best walking horses I've ever seen in my life. Um, I but think that's he not, might be the best in my opinion. Yeah, he's 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 a literally a panther. Uh, yeah, if he wasn't a, if he wasn't a horse, but you know he's like he's a panther like, who who's like on steroids though. He, he, like he's, he's got more muscles than most horses that walk like that. Yeah, that yeah, fair? he's not overly big though. Yeah, but it not no panthers are. Yeah, that's, I guess that's true. Yes, so that's the, so true. For a horse that struts the way he struts, they don't normally have the sort of pipes he has. Yeah, well, it, not just his strut is the one of the most relaxed struts. Um, anyway, that's what a panther is. It's got that relaxed. Anyway, he's he's come back. Um, that, that we should have um, copyrighted the panther because you are the first man I've ever heard to describe a horse as a panther, and now it's taken off on both Racing.com and Sky. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. And I got I got nothing for it. Anyway, he was talking but about I don't want Sky. cash, guys. Just a little bit of a shout-out, you know. That's all we're asking. Well, you know, we've got a man going going that way um, who might be able to mention a bit of the mailbag.com.au. Um, oh, I'd rather just – this, this horse prays like a scurry-esque panther. Uh, all right. Well, he, he's he, 
I remember him first up because I lost five units on him when he was beaten in the uh, – this might have been the Stanford Stakes or the Gloaming or anything. Just Walker's beat him. It was like very Tarka unlucky. and Dealmaker. Yeah, Tucker and Jamaica beat him. He got wow. out to two. He got out to two ninety that day, and I thought he was a really good bet at that price. So I put out the five units, um, only to you know. And then this course has done me in the schnufter against Graf uh, in the autumn in the Golden Rose. Um, and look, he's come back bigger, stronger. Uh, he's, he had more condition on him on Saturday than he did when he came back last in the spring. So he's definitely grown. Um, I think he's, just, he's all class, but I'm not sure if he's good I'd as people, su- people think he is. I'd suggest this and tell me what you think. Yeah. He's uh, – whether you think he's a superstar or not, I think he's the next best horse in Australia. You don't. That's not what we're going to discuss. Mm. I think horses are walk like him with the style and like quality that he Relaxed. has. Go better on firmer ground. And to do what he did on a soft first up – the way he won off a ridiculously slow tempo. The slowest he ever gone before was five lengths. And that was one of his worst figures he's run to. So this is like real slow for him early. He's come home quick. Like I think onto a firmer track, he could mm. like dominate, like really, really blow horses away. Well, who's to say we'll get a firmer track this time of year in Sydney? I think that's, you know, up in the air. We, 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 I, I um. So that's a really um, good comment. It's, it's always wet, isn't it? Pretty much. Um, but anyway, I've got, I've got my favourite um, three-year-olds, and they're not. I don't think much of the boys outside Encryption, which I know you found on Caulfield. Oh, don't uh, talk about Encryption. And, and Graf, uh, I think he's, he's a pretty good one. But other than that, we saw Zusain flop. Uh, this autumn sun has been beating nothing. I think Vega Days was is not much more than a Saturday horse, really. He's beaten nothing here. Bondi is, is a sales horse. Purple Sector's okay. You know, anyway, we'll, we'll see. Um, so I, I think we've talked about the Hobartville enough. The next race I reckon people want to talk about is the uh, two-year-old Silver Slipper. Did we see the Slipper winner here? Well, I'll tell, what we, I'll tell you what we did see, Robbie, is a solid amount of cash late for the mm. winner, time for time to rain. It was... Five minutes before they jumped, it was sort of 14 and a half, almost yep. 15s on the fair. It's jumped balls. That, that's a that's a solid enough little, like, horses go one way or the other when there's a really dominant favourite, especially when they're that far outside the market. Like, that's mm. that's sort of, these are sort of third outside in this race. They can often start, go from 14s to 21s there in that situation. <laughs> He's firm here. Like, enough people thought he could run a big race, I think. Oh, he was in my numbers. He was in my. I think I described him as a proud horse. He was a little bit too upright for maybe you know the opposite to the autumn sun. He gets his head up a bit, um, but he was. He's a he's a big strong bugger who who loves who loves the the whole thing, and um, I'm annoyed I didn't chop out on him uh, or at least I have a win because I thought to sort. He's a he's a bit of a panther. He's he's a half to my girlfriend Elise, um, and he he was pretty close to. Close to its top, you know. He looked, he looked ready to rock. I think that's where he's put in the text message, <laughs> ready to rock. But I, I couldn't have him at a dollar ninety. There's a lot of really good types here. Uh, for ready for for Waterhouse and Bot, um, that that's uh, the old glance that says it's the best two year old he's, he's seen this year. I think on 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 the uh, competition on the on the their text message he sent that out. Um, I had a I had a second in, in my numbers. Um, it's it's. Probably failed on the wet track here. I think drawn, drawn one, drawn one, two-year-old wet track. You know, there's a lot of excuses. First there. start, 
first start. Um, but there's and this Cardiff's a lovely type um, at fifties, and then you know I, I thought McLaren, I thought the bots were getting into Snowden here. Um, I, I thought he was drifting because of that reason. Uh, it was got out to like twelve dollars. I see the SP on Betfair SP is nine seventy three, but I was getting twelve. I was backing him all the way out. Uh, he won his first start on a soft track. I thought he paraded like way better this time. Um, and I, I was I was rubbing my hands together before the race. I thought this was this was the best bet of all time. But it wasn't. Tom Durain was there as well, and we should have, we should have had a unit on each and, and risk to sort who, you know, lost no admirers. I think we can say. So for the class, they've gone four point eight lengths fast to the six hundred and come home one point lengths one point eight lengths slow. Recorded a three lengths fast figure. So it's a pretty good race. What I, do you want to do if these horses meet again? What would you be doing? I'd just be looking at him again from the yard. Like, time terrain, he paraded much better. You know, I, as I said to you, I think before when we were chatting, I, I, I think you should be able to do these good two-year-old races and a good three-year-old race is pretty much blind. Um, you don't need you don't need any form. They just, you know, you're just looking for the best horse on the day. Um, that's that's, yeah, that's why I said it. Fire enough bullets and be patient because yep. you're going you're gonna to strike gold and you're going to have to wait a while to strike a gold again, I reckon. Oh, for but, sure, and, but, and the weekend is proof of that. The way we bet. Well, for, look for for Eddie. You know, he, he's got a four dollar SP here. He he could he could be ten bucks next start against these same horses and win. I, I don't yeah. doubt that. Um, you know, to sort, I think you know, I, I'd want to take if I reprice them again, time to rain and to sort. I, I think it's like two to one, five to one, something like that. Yep. To win. Um, so yeah, to sort probably still the best horse. All right, race six, baller. They've gone two and a half lengths fast. Hang on, that's 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 the all benchmark. I'll do the class benchmark. They've gone one point one slow to the six and come home four point seven fast and recorded an overall figure of three point six. So it's a pretty solid race here. It's one of the quicker ones on the day. Thanks to paintform.com.au. Baller in your top five of horses that you love. Oh. A big result. Uh, it, yeah, look, it was my biggest win on the day. I, I did have uh, backed it across a couple of um, platforms, let's just say, and um, I, I expected him to be a bit – I expected him to lead, so I um, – Yeah, I, I can say you were, you were a little bit um, – Nervy. Nervy, but I, I felt like I counted you through that pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I, at, that was, that I, was Tommy Berry riding, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. At the, at the I'd rather he I, was given a cover, like he was given a toe in. Yeah, look, it was a it was a pretty easy watch. I thought the horse would win by half a length when it went past me. I gave it a bit of a, a yeah, <laughs> a bit. Um, uh, I, I could I could feel through the phone how much he had on. Let me tell yeah. you. I said, it's no, it's not it's not just that, mate. It's like it's in my top five horses. I'm fucking passionate about this shit. This horse yep. to me is a, is a, a better type than the Autumn Sun. He's he's a bigger, stronger. Fucking, he is a, a beast. Where the other one to, uh, is a slick dude. Yep, yep. That, yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying. Anything else from that race you want to talk about? Well, or isn't just, there a baller, baller, baller? Oh, baller. Um, Prophet's thumb. Um, I think it's come home pr- pretty well. It's got Corey Brown on it. I, I know it's, um, yeah. It, it I, know, might... I know the rap on Corey Brown, and I know the way I, I operate with the punting form data. This horse stood out to me, and the first horse I asked you about. Before yeah. we started recording, I think 
Profits thumb from race six, number three. Rob and I sort of agree this might be a horse you can get some money out of moving forward this prep. Corey Brown might jump off. Um, I think you're going to get a good price about it if you do uh, follow it through this this campaign. Yep. Uh, jury's out on So Taken and Roosevelt. They're sort of like the antithesis of each other. One's a Roosevelt, you know, he's a big fucking bugger. Um, yeah. And then So So Taken is is a little small, neat wallet type in the sort of Seaway mold, um, yep. which which won earlier on the day. Um, if you know Seaway, but um, yeah, I'm not sure what to do with them. Um, I think we can move on, but we we can say Baller is you know a good horse. Good good horse. Uh, you know, I think he went into this race as like a benchmark seventy horse. Um, it's a bit like that. You make me smile, which has come good, which won the other week. You know, I was I was pretty keen on that for a while. And anyway, we move on. Um, do you want to talk about the staying race? I think it's race. No, eight. no, I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about race six and my girl Kath. She has gone for the class benchmark. Race seven. Benchmark. Race seven. Yeah, race seven. Class benchmark. Punningform.com.au. She has gone to the benchmark, spot on to the benchmark, to the 600, and come home 1.5 lengths fast to record an overall figure of 1.5 lengths faster than benchmark. It is, from what I can read of this data, the perfect fucking ride from, if you're sick for racing, probably the perfect fucking woman. <laughs> well, she's look. Gonna get, she's going to get your information. <laughs> she rides horses. She works hard. She keeps, she's got to keep her weight off. <laughs> yeah, we, we all love everything. Oh, yeah. Kathy, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> sign me up. Uh, look, I, as, that horse I mentioned before, you make me smile, has resurrected Kath. She's she's riding really well. When like literally six weeks ago or four weeks ago, she was absolutely unbackable. I think I was putting in my texts and I'd find a horse and then I write Kath question mark. I think the the Kath question mark. We, we we've got to drop it because she she's on a crest of a wave. Yeah, well she's airborne. So is the horse. <laughs> It's okay, a perfect um, ride. I think I said to you that was my bet of the day on um, Melbourne Cup Day last year. But um, anyway, I couldn't find it this time. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of classy mares here. Um, I am serious. The favourite in the numbers on the uh, mailbag uh, mounting yard mail, but wasn't a bet. Wanted to take it on. Uh, it's run really well. Um, Moss trip very forward. Sevatiano forward for that stable. Um, Daisy Doom, look forward. Uh, Champagne Cuddles, don't know what to make of her. She was one of my old girlfriends back in the Elise three-year-old days. But um, what do you think I now? Think, think maybe for a bit. best fresh. You know, just just keep uh, you know keep her keep her fresh. Keep her you know just a couple of runs. Um, I'm not sure if her soft track suits her though. I think that we could kind of half forgive her there. Cool Passion's been a bit disappointing. Um, I think you can say make the same comment. Is a is a soft track an advantage or disadvantage? I'm going to say disadvantage. Big horse, isn't it? Not yeah, yeah, is a yeah big 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 one. Generally on type that you know, you know that's what you're doing these things blind. You don't have any form. You'd say nah, pen. Keep All right, seat. race eight, the Parramatta Cup, 900 meters. They have gone. 1.1 lengths slow to the ben- to the 600 for the class okay. and come home just on benchmark. So it's a pretty standard race. Mm. We zigged and zagged and got a, I got a little bit confused <laughs> myself in the run with all these slightly Australian buzzstock colours. Yep. Um, red hats, yeah, white hats, fucking blue hats. This horse was a favourite for Melbourne Cup once upon a time, I believe. 
I found it on Everest Day, um, which and I could see all these bloody Chris Lee's Australian blood. <laughs> I just stock. want I just want everyone to listening listening to understand how sick Rob is to remember this sort of stuff. I don't remember what I found on Friday night at the Valley. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it, it was. I'm pretty sure it was Everest Day, and it's run second or third in a in a like St Ledger or anyway. But um, look, this is a bit sick. I I had three bets here, and they've run second and third, and Ovray, which I have a bet on pretty much every every start, and yeah, these stream bloodstock fucking horses were forward and ready to go, and I'm really annoyed that I missed Red Cardinal, and um, I thought Big Duke was home in the run, um, when well, he when let me tell you, he fucking did. He really did. <laughs> hey, no, the Duke. Come... No, the Duke. <laughs> yeah, he's come, he's come through that gap. But that's the way Advalas just sort of sliced through along the inside with gaining momentum. I'm just thinking he's home. But um, yeah. he's not. Red Cardinal, fucking, with that right. head full of steam down race, the outside. One more race before you go. What do you want yeah. to do, four or nine or any other? Oh, look, I think I think nine's a pretty legless race. I'm not right, really race different. four is a fifteen hundred meter race. They have gone Seaways one. They've gone seven point one lengths slow for the class of six hundred and only come home one point three fast. So they've recorded an overall figure of five point seven lengths slow. So tricky little race to assess going forward. Or just oh. horses who around. Yeah, look, it's it's a this is a, these are tr- tricky tricky horses like a lot of them um i'm just we, we were on seaway first up at 550 and I, as i often do I, I just struggle to you know i think i said the same thing about you make me smile when i missed that the other week yeah just just when they shorten or half the price i took the start before i jump off um it was a good amount of money for seaway late here fucking hell yeah look it, it's fit as a trout wanted it big time fit as a trout perfect kind of wet track kind of type of horse um all too soon. Uh, we were on Mask of Time. Um, I heard the the in play flux on Seaway were, were very exciting. Um, I didn't, you know, I was I didn't really take advantage of that sadly, um, because he because he was going to win. Um, did McCre- you think he was going to win? McCreary, did McCreary parade like a bit of a moz? Oh, he just just paraded just exactly. Yeah, always like, praise well. well horse. Think, Fuck that horse is praying well. Oh shit, James McDonald's riding it. Oh yes, oh, yes, oh, shit. And look, we found Mask of Time, which is, you know, bat, batting away there at the 200. He, he traded pretty short in the run all too soon. We've, we've had a, a, a couple of wins on last prep. She's come back all right. Um, but, yeah, the, the, these horses need to be treaded wary, tread wary on these, these ones. What about a horse that stood out to me on the puntingform.com.au data was number two, one foot in heaven? Oh, shush. That's that's sneaky. It didn't quite make the text sticko, but it could have. I just get a bit sick Stay of it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, punters. Yeah, just just couldn't. Um, you know, it was another forty to one to put in the text message. We already had Mask of Time uh, and McQuarrie at twenty, so we, we can't fill them up with and sense of occasion at eighties. Um, we can't put it, keep putting forty to one in. But that came back as you'd want a Waller runner. Was it advantaged by a soft track? I it might be being New Zealand bred. Um, that's a, ra- a little bit racist, Rob, but we'll let that one go. Any horse to follow for the meeting or horses to follow? Mm, bowler. Bowler? Um, I've only had one and a half units. I mean, I'm a bit sick of, sick on that. Um, you know, that one foot in heaven can, in a similar class, I'd say, could just about be winning. I think you've got to be careful with Seaway. Um, the two-year-olds 
tread warily again, very tricky. I think McLaren, if that comes out and beats me next time, I'll fucking spew. Um, but yeah, time to rain, <laughs> Tassel. <laughs> Tassel. Yeah, I think I think they're the, the two best there. And, you know, something for the pun is that card, if, it, if that can go back in class to a Wednesday and just break its maiden status, I think it, maybe, it's, maybe you know, it's down to Canberra. Because there's, there's horses that have run there on Saturday on the, on the soft that might explode on the firm. Oh, yes, Dicko. Let's, let's take Cardiff down to Canberra where Gerald Ryan's won with trapeze artists and horses like that. But in the, is it the oh, Black Opal? Yeah, the, black, the black Opal. Okay. Well, um, he might take it down there because it's, it's a nice type. Maybe you didn't yeah. appreciate it. Is spot. there anything else that we should report on, you know, on, on track goings on, uh, public transport on the way to and from Rose Hill? Like, did I would have <laughs> thought about catching a fucking plane to get to Rose Hill from where you live. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a, a distant shithole, in my opinion. It's, it's a long, it's a long way. There, there was a slight it's a great place to bet, but it's a long way to get to. Like, oh yeah, especially I do it public transport, which which I don't mind. Um, I missed the highway this week. Sorry, sorry, punters. But we had a fill up on the Friday night, so I didn't feel too bad missing yeah, the highway. Fucking, Friday was was huge. Um, I should have let you loose on Wednesday. I didn't. You were huge then for me. Um, just for a bunch, a couple of the races. I think you're airborne, and uh, we're going to tinker with a few things too, which I think are going to really add to the way you operate, and I'm pretty excited about the future. Now we head to the West for some major, major news. I'm very, very excited. We have um, we've got a pretty small stable, the mailbag, but we've uh, produced a gem here, and Pistol Pete Anthonis, the wizard from the West, has he's, he's playing first grade, punters. He stepped up to the big time. He will now be on Sky TV. On the TV, every Wednesday and Saturday, he's pretty much like, um, you know, uh, a Duffersy or whoever else they have up there, but he's just 40 years younger. Peter, congratulations and welcome to the podcast, my man. Uh, thank you very much, Dicko. I couldn't have done it without the help of yourself and Drew and, and Rob and, and punting form, obviously, and you know, the opportunities that's been afforded to me. Um, very exciting. Can't wait to, to get started and back a few winners. But it does mean, unfortunately, that uh, the Mountain Yard Mail Service from WIA will be put on the back burner for the time being. Especially for, or, yeah, for the time being. And whatever happens, we're not fast. We're going to be able to have Pete on the podcast until, until probably I say something way too offensive that he has to sort of get hauled into the offices probably on a plane to over the east <laughs> until that point in time pete's going to be um part of the podcast pete's going to be doing like pete does a lot of work behind the scenes producing these podcasts uh and helping me maintain the sort of uh mayhem that is my life um like getting all the shit on air together for to bet basically pete and i do a lot of stuff together and that's all going to continue it's just the many our males are Bit of a con- conflict at the moment, and that's fine. We're, we're not stressed about it uh, on our end. We just want everything, anything that's the best for Pete. So onwards and upwards for the brand and for especially for Peter. Yeah, and look, well, I'll point out as well that obviously Dates and I will keep going with the all-conquering uh, WA preview. We had another chubby get up on the weekend, which was outstanding with Turbo yeah, Power. Outstanding. But, uh, yeah. Look, we'll talk term. about Turbo Power later, mate. Yeah, we will, I, we will. I would like to only talk about it once, if you yeah, don't mind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, long term, just just so the punters that know uh, at home get an idea, um, in terms of doing numbers for Sky, well, I basically have to submit those two days prior. So that's before markets. It's before really, you know, have a firm idea of how the track's playing. So take my numbers for 
basically what they are. That's the early form. But as I'm doing the broadcast, I'll be giving push to horses from the yard. Like I'll actually specify that late in betting. So you can actually get a bit of a push as to what I would have sent out via a text, judging by which horses I give a push to from the yard. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Enough of the niceties. Let's kick into Ascot Saturday just gone. I reckon we start with what was just a fantastic way for me personally to finish the day. I just landed at a painful family event, which he's not in the house today, so I can be brutally honest. It was complete and utter torture. Um, I didn't want to be there. I was hot and I was bothered. It was a long day at Caulfield. I haven't talked about that yet, but I did back fucking Lankin Star at $65 run second i did back encryption at 25 dollars heavily which ran second i was i was a bit weathered and to just have a sickeningly large amount on fabagino when you gave it one of the biggest pushes i've ever heard you give and just just watch it piss in whilst ordering a beer in front of her parents i uh, was very very fucking enjoyable and i thank you very much pete how do you see it uh this is the horse that first up last prep i took a massive set against by backing alpha was Skies. i there no, no, you weren't there, but this is the one where I started messaging you guys. I started messaging some of my close mates who are punters and said, look, Fabergino, it's first up. It's missing muscle bulk. It looks gangly. It looks hot. It looks awful. It's a dollar sixty out to, I think it jumped, like drifted massively, hem, like went reverse hemorrhage. It went Everest. And then uh, we've backed Alpha Sky and Stageman, who have subsequently between them probably won about eight or nine races. And Fabergino just completely wrecked the field one by five lengths. And I thought, well, fuck, I got that completely wrong. Um, <laughs> and then on Saturday, she's turned up. She's furnished into this. She's a big horse, and now she's got muscle everywhere. She had two strappers and was just towing them around the yard just like she was ready. You ready and for the data? You ready for the hashtag data? Because I basically called her, if she leads – she cannot be beaten in WA. She is a weapon. That was the way I described her on Sunday morning radio without the clarity of the hashtag punting form data. So, All right. She has gone 5.1 lengths fast early for the class. Yep. Come home 3.2 fast. Record an overall of 8.3 for the class. Overall benchmark, she's around a figure of nine 7.9. It's, it's big, big numbers, especially, no offense, for Perth. Thousand metre horses, like it's it's big time. She's recorded the fifth fastest last six of the day. She slowed down the fourteenth fastest last four and the twentieth fastest last two hundred. But like the damage was done. We were home. It's 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 the best riding race on the card. It's he's a serious serious horse. Yeah, yeah, she's a, an absolute beast. And uh, whatever she does, as long as she stays sound, she'll be dominating fields uh, over in Perth and, and it's just a matter of time before she gets black top. 100%. Anything else from the race you think's worth following? As you were mentioning just before, the form out of like, what she did first prep was fat and profitable. Yeah, look, I, I think Night Voyage is probably the one, but it needs, it needs Belmont. It's crying out to get back to that track. Um, it's really slowed down. It's done the ninth fastest last 600 of the day, but then 27th fastest last four, 51st fastest last two. So he's a, he or she's had a, it's heartbroken yeah, by the looks exactly. of that data. And that's probably the the little query there, isn't it, going forwards? Um, 
yeah, look, outside of Fabigino, and we're not going to get a price probably for the rest of this prep. So that's why it was just important to really fill up on the the dollar eighty five or so that was on offer on Betfair late. It was just charity, really. It was a dollar eighty, dollar eighty three, four. Um, it was it was solid money. Yeah, you're getting really good. Like, I actually tried to go shop it around some corporates. I don't know why I did, and um, there was nothing there. It was. The Betfair price was far superior to anywhere else. Yeah, dollar eighty four. It started dollar seventy everywhere else. Why would you shop anywhere else when you can get that sort of difference in price? Yeah, well, especially in Perth, eh? Yeah. So yeah. they seem to just like turn certain horses off. Anyway, what else you want to talk about? Race eight, where you land yeah. the gigantic blow, which could it could, could be your last ever Manny Mail tip. The last official one, anyway. There's uh, there's the Bunbury Cup meet coming up on March 10, which uh, at this stage I'm not going to be broadcasting, but I'll be definitely down there. It'll be me and Dates uh, on his home turf, and we'll be firing out some bets on that day. We're not sure what format that'll be, whether it's into the the just the yard pack, so to speak, or if we'll be firing it into the chat room. But either way, there'll be something coming through on that day. But yeah, the last uh, official one. It's pretty much exactly how I'd want to go out, backing a forty to one shot to and something. Especially and, that's drifted. That's the beautiful thing at yeah. Manny Yard Mail and the way we operate. We don't really care what the market's doing because well, we can't as well because we're sending it out five or four minutes before they jump and the market gets serious after that. But this horse has gone twenty eight right on out, and we've well, you've I say you've because I missed this fucking race. And I'm I'm still a bit pissed off and a little bit hurt. But it's all my own fault. Oh, look, it's it is it's a late uh, or it's a big time difference. I guess it's a little bit troublesome over east. You know, you could be settling down, you could be, you know, late night uh, shopping. You could be in the bar. You could be under the table. You could be asleep. You I was just be, having uh, a, I was having a goat by myself. I think by yeah. now I'd come. Just got home. Yeah. And how good they to beat Willie Pike too in the last. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a way I would have liked to have gone out backing uh, a horse to beat Pike by head at big fat price, collecting a huge amount of cash, and just oh, so satisfying. They have, it's not really a race, there's a lot to talk about. They've gone 0.7 slow to the six for the class, punningform.com.au. They've come home 0.7 quick to record a benchmark figure, like literally benchmark for the class. On the on the card, a good race looks like race seven. Anything you want to follow from that? They've gone three and a half lengths quicker than benchmark for that class of race. Look, so that, that, would, that would suggest to me that there might be a horse from this race that can step up in grade. This is where um, I guess the, the lack of input into a steward's report is quite concerning. Um, so Seeker is a horse. I'll bring up the stats while I'm talking, but Seeker is a horse that traditionally settles back in the field. And if we go back through its last however many starts, let's just have a look here. Position in running, punting form on the weekend. 11th, 11th and 10th of 11. Yep. Yep. 7th and 7th of 8th. That was that was a two starts. So it's had two starts this prep. Oh, uh, also 8th and 8th of 11th. So in the back quarter of the field, yep. if not further back, uh, on Saturday, it's landed in third position in a 13-horse field. It's done that from Barrier 6. So if anyone's talking, wants to talk about Barriers, two starts back with Pike on board from Barrier 6 in an eight-horse 
field. It landed in seventh position. Previous start to that from barrier five in an 11-horse field, it landed in eighth position. So whatever way you want to like sort of turn this to my eye, it's a clear change of tactics. And uh, when you look at the speed as well, all of a sudden this race, if we're comparing between all the other previous starts, you know, we're using the uh, the average speed here, uh, the adjusted figures. This figure was, uh, they've gone three lengths fast to the 600 previously, four lengths slow, six lengths slow, seven lengths slow. So it's not as if they've been going fast and it's been settling back in the field. They've been walking in some of those races and it's been going back in the field. So all of a sudden they've gone quick here and it's still settled in the first four and running. Um, there was no change of tactics notified. There was a small little hit late on it on the fair. It was about well, that's what I was going to say. There, there was... This is like a bit of advice for anyone listening who hasn't heard me say this 30 times before. There was a little bit of notification, not via the stewards, though. It was via betfair.com.au. You need to bet there so you understand how this market works because it tells you things that you don't know it's telling you until you start really using it. This horse was 19.5 into 14s in a minute, which if you're betting properly, you go, fuck, what's something's happening here? And you start to think, oh, this could what, – what does this mean? Fair to say that, Pete? I think that's very fair to say. 19 um, to 14s in Perth 2 is large. And uh, if we compare that, there was no stewards notification pre-race and there was no question after the race. There was another horse if we go back to race 4, which was a staying event over 2,100 metres, and a horse called the, by the name of Fathoms of Gold – for trainer Robin Martin and jockey Matt Ortier in the stewards report was questioned by not notifying stewards by a change of tactics when it settled second in run. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, no. So they're on it it sometimes and they're off at the rest. You have a look back at Fathoms of Gold history. Sure, last start it settled sixth in a high or a fast run race, sixth out of 15. Previously was seventh. Uh, of 10 previously was seventh of eight, but before that it's second, uh, settled second, first, first, fifth, second, first. So for me, I had this horse mapped second. I was not surprised to see it going forwards. Seeker, on the other hand, I was surprised to see going forwards, but I just loved the discrepancy between questioning a small time trainer, Robin Martin, and then for the Luciani stable, which does have a history of being tactically versatile, shall we say. Nothing. Crickets. <laughs> Tactically versatile. Mm. Interesting. Um, I think you've covered that pretty well, and I'm so happy that someone of your fearlessness is being employed by the giant. It's good. It's good for racing. I know Dates is actually sending an email through to the stewards early this week. We'll see what sort of response he gets. Um, But my personal opinion, do what Hong Kong does. Get rid of tactical notifications. Just get them out the gate. Yeah, I I think that that's – I think that's the only way they got it, they can go because they can't they can't um, like racing stewards you can't officiate this rule properly you just can't it's just too hard and this this is at Ascot on Saturday what about it like Coss Harbour on Tuesday you know like it's just too much too much it's too hard the change of tactics is is really really important I think for punters but they can't enforce it correctly so then when it's not done holistically and consistently it's very very frustrating Drew goes on and on about this thing but if it wasn't there he couldn't go on about it you know what I mean 
Just, yeah, it's just I, a cause of frustration for punters. I prefer the challenge of working it out myself anyway, like jockey change, uh, change of gear, change of barrier, you know, or a little bit of money late, like trying to use that to your advantage and work out, and then yeah. that gives you an edge. If you're prepared to work hard, you'll get the reward in terms of the price. But like um, Most things in a steward's report, you can if you watch and, and record your own reviews, like I, I use punting forms and I, I open up a workbook, which we might do a video on one day if we get enough want for that. And I put in notes for each run. I put in like slow way or anything I noticed that will be in a steward's report anyway. Mm. That, that to rely upon them to help you find winners is a flawed way of operating, in my opinion. Like I said before, when the market reacts like that to one horse, you need to just keep an eye on the horse. And, and there's something that they know that you don't, and that was that this horse is going to be ridden positive. But you don't, I'm not saying you know that it's going to be ridden positive before they jump, but you know there's something that someone else knows and they're happy to bet a lot of money because they know something that you don't know. And when you don't know everything, just just let it go. Don't force the bet. Wait for the next race. Exactly right. And then if to further that, if you're listening and you, and you do work for ra 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 ra, if you consistently have failings like this with your consistencies and people just don't operate because of it, you'll lose turnover. <laughs> Welcome to the mailbag, Drew Patchell, my man. How you going, mate? Oh, pretty good, Dicko. I've just, uh, you know, been out and about, but enjoying the day. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the day being over, to be honest. It's a fair bit, fair bit going on at our HQ over here today. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my, getting my head on the pillow. But this is a really good meeting. There's a lot to take in. There's horses to sack. There's horses to follow. There's betting moves to be discussed. There's stewards' reports to look into. And I don't know where to start, but I think it's probably worth skipping race one. It's a bit of a bit of a boring race from my point of view. If there's anything you'd like to mention, quickly do so. To move Nothing on to, to race two, which is the Autumn Classic, which was a Group Two for three-year-olds, I believe, over 1,800 meters. They've gone 6.7 fast for the class to the six and come home 4.5 slow. Is that how you read that? Uh, so I say that the leader has gone six. Yeah, I'd really call it out and say they've gone to the six. The leader has a 6.7 lengths fast in class benchmark. So it's led them around at a really tough tempo. And then it's just died on its run. So that was Luna Flair. But Global Exchange has, it sat, what, 12th in run. It's had to go around sitting back there 2.5 lengths faster to the six and then come home just right on benchmark to record a really good time. You know, 2.2 overall faster than the benchmark in a group two race, which suggests it's going onwards and upwards to a group one next start, I would suggest. Yeah, it's got a fair bit of upside, this horse, I reckon. There's a couple here that are worth following. I think Luna Flair's sort of Christmas came early. For it, that win at Mooney Valley, I thought lacked a lot of substance. The time was okay, but it was just a, a race without any pressure. And it just got sort of found out. Yeah, it went quick, but I think the market sort of told you what was going to happen. It was backed early by a lot of sort of the smaller players, I'd say. And then late when the enormous money comes, uh, which I'm not part of. I am a smaller player as well. Don't, I'm not trying to talk down about anyone, but... um. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was, it was yeah. all they wanted, and then late, it was gone. It was real soft late, and I thought, oh, I was probably pretty vulnerable, which made me more keen because 
Uh, Global Exchange was the only movers bet we had all day. Um, it actually started out what we sent it at, though, just about. It was a little bit shorter on the corporates, actually. But it won super. It's a really nice horse. I, I love Boomstock as a type. just think it probably my one prep away. I think it's worth following Boomstock. Um, Long Claw's got ability. And I think this Armanakan, Armanakan for Mick Kent, oh, it's it's a horse with some up, some upside worth following. It's probably the horse out of the race I could follow, like a, um, outside the obvious. Okay, what what were your thoughts on Cosatot? Because they're backed it late. That's the one they've come for late with the big money. Willow's on board. Barrier one. Yeah, it's I, set on speed. It's done tough. It's done it really tough in run in terms of. Was it in the numbers? Um, it might have been in the numbers. It's Aramayo certainly wasn't. I, I was like. Unimpressed with Aramayo. I thought it probably horrible, which doesn't mean it did because I, I was pretty concerned with the way Elise presented. We'll get to that later on. But I thought I thought Cosatot paraded much better than Aramayo. So I'm just pulling it up now. It was number two, so it was not in the numbers, no. So there were neither, neither of the Godolphins were in the numbers. Yeah, so, so I got, I, I'm, I'm a global exchange fan. I thought Cosatot is paraded better than Arameo. I think Aminakan can be followed. Secret Place was outstanding. That's as good as it goes. Uh, and Boomstock's the one I the one I'd buy. If that if that's just probably sounds stupid, but I'll, I'll probably you'd get a good price, wouldn't you? Anyway, yeah, race three, Druzy. What uh, they do here to the benchmarking? The they have benchmarking puntingform.com. They have crawled along 5.4 lengths slower than class benchmark to the 600. Absolutely set it up for D Lane, sorry, D, D Oliver on Jamaican Rain. Uh, you stayed out because of very even yard, I believe. Um, Nantelli sat three wide the trip. And yeah, look, it was just set up for D Oliver on board. Probably had Spurs on, I imagine. Ollie, can't remember, but I don't like. Horses always on that are soft in the market late, and I especially don't like Richie Lambing horses that are soft late. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. I believe we sat the race here, but I can't remember. This is a race where there's a stack of horses, I thought, could win. Think Blue was paraded outstanding. Payroll, I think, can be followed from the race into a sort of softer race. Natalia was outstanding at top. Um, I don't know what you do. This race... They, they meet again, probably no bet race again. You know what I mean? They're all about that level. Teleplay, I thought, was really strong through the line. Yep. Sort of got it got hassled a fair bit down the straight, and it still just, it, it, I like the way it knuckled to, to the task. But yeah, payroll, I reckon some some chance of being a betting opportunity coming out of this race, when many aren't going to be. I found it interesting that this is a race where you had three, potentially three leaders in Jamaican Rain, Spanish Reef, and I'm a star, and only Jamaican Rain's going forward, and it just kind of, they've gifted to him. Yeah, I found it pretty interesting that, um, also that Natalie's had three wide cast, and Teleplay was behind it, and they ran second and third. Yeah. Because I, I saw on Twitter, you know, in the morning, that uh, just before one of their horses ran, that, that Nick Williams was calling the track like a firm two. So you'd think off that that a horse like Natalie wouldn't be able to run over Spanish Reef and I'm a star given the softer runs they had. So that that's, this was the first time for me that the um, inside was off or going to be off. Um, I'm convinced they over, not over water, but they had to water. And throughout the day, the inside started to chop out. And I think you'll find if you 
If you go and track where the winners were through the day in the run, Jamaican rain, there's one other that's in race nine, I can remember, that were uh, rails in run. So yeah. Nick Williams' comment couldn't be more wrong, in my opinion. And I don't know why it's got so much air time. Race well, we'll, four. We'll get onto that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it some more air time. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Race four. Quafilla soft in the market. All they wanted was they they nibbled Queen Ladiva late, who was outstanding in the yard. Uh, metronome they nibbled late, outstanding in the yard. There was a fair crack for Metronome. It, it sort of mini hemorrhage late outside the market, and Jellic Real Estate Firm, uh, New Skill, okay. What they do here, the punting form data, Drew. As I'm just going to go uh, get my mountain goat, I'll be back. Go for it. News Girls led them around 1.2 lengths faster than the class benchmark to the 600, and they've recorded an overall time of just nearly one length faster overall. So it's, a, you know, it, it measures up as a Group 2 race overall. Uh, Quafila and Angelic Ruler have both sat off the speed and stormed home. Quafila with a better last 600 of 6.4 lengths faster than class benchmark to Angelic Ruler's 4.8. So it's come from behind it, but done more work and got the win. Yeah, um, so the first, second, and third was Zubo was three back, one off. Angelic Ruler was four back, one off. And Queen Quafilla Le- was like near, near last, second, last, one off fence. So, again, we're starting to see a pattern here where horses off the fence seem to be more advantaged. Um, it's a bit of a boat race at the same time, I reckon. What, what I found interesting, and you know I've got a soft spot <laughs> Hang for... Hang on a sec. Mountain goats, the goats, very refreshing. Uh, Fatouge has just been super unlucky that, as you said, the inside runners have all just started to compound in the final 200 metres, and Fatouge had nowhere to go. So Lukey Nolan's just taken it for the inside cheap runs and just wrong place to be, which is interesting. There's a a bit of a habit that happened later on through the day, I tell you. Yeah, but it's interesting that it was two haze runs. Oh. Joey, Joey, Joey. Anyway, race five, Drewy. What'd they uh, do to the be- benchmarks? Sorry, sorry. Before we move on, I just have a stewards report to quickly go over from this race, and I would like your comment on it. You ready? Yeah. Quafilla. <clears throat> Prior to weighing in, it was observed that rider Mark Zara handed a girth to Ryan Moore, who is an employee of Hayes Dabinick Stable, so he's the racing manager, I believe. He's a good man. Yeah, very good man. The incident was identified and Mark Zara was waiting correctly with the girth. At a subsequent inquiry, Mark Zara conceded that he was concerned about returning overweight. He handed the girth to Mr. Moore. Full stop. Mark Zara pleaded guilty to misconduct, misconduct in that he breached the provisions of whatever the number is of the rule by attempting to manipulate his weight by weighing in without the girth. Stewards fined Mark Zara $1,000. Further stewards accepted Ryan Moore's explanation in relation to the matter. So there's no suggestion that Ryan Moore, Moore, the uh, Hayes stable manager, did anything wrong there. It's simply that the stewards are saying that Mark Zara is completely at fault here. $1,000. He's tried to manipulate a race, hasn't he? It does read the steward. When you read that stewards report, it does sound like he tried to avoid the rules of racing. Yeah. I, I'm I'm shocked. I, it took every single fibre in my body on Saturday night not to tweet this out. <laughs> oh, so lucky I had that good chat here. 
Mate, it took every fibre in my body not to fucking tweet this out, I swear to God. Like... Well, did you listen to the um, the verdict this morning? Was it covered on there? I did not hear it on there. I did not hear the first 10 minutes of the verdict, but the other 50 minutes was basically Nick Williams. So, you know, the, the important stuff. I have not seen a single article about it either, but once again... Um, that does not surprise me. But it's not. It's probably not what the racing fans want to read about. Of course not. And if you can, you know, not push down the. Uh, uh, right, well, well, we're going to have to sort of tweet. We're going to have to ask some questions there. That's just. That sounds really shit to me. Uh, it's very concerning, and especially when weights are not like the the weighing in weights are not published anywhere. Like, that's another thing that I think should be published at the end of the race date. But, we, you know, that's just me going into a little bit of over-the-top because... Are you allowed to do whatever you want, mate? Yeah. I, like, if I... Just as an example for me, right? I want to know what Craig Williams... And we'll get it to this. I want to know what he weighed in at on his ride on encryption because he was allowed to ride at 51 kilos, which then meant he could have been 51 and a half kilos and had no issues with getting a fine or anything. So know, why, why do you want to? Why do you want to torture yourself though at the same time? Like if he weighed, oh, oh, I just want to. I also want to try and move on mentally from that. Yeah, yeah but I no, I want to know this. And to be beaten by Booker, start. it's like it's like fucking cheating on your misses, you know. Not that I know what that's like, but but let's just say Booker and a Christian meet next start at equal weights, right? And then someone who can make the fifty kilos goes on. That's a kilo and a half swing I am getting that is not recorded yep, on the data. Fair. So I want to Fair. know that. You know, that's, I that's, do think the weights are quite irrelevant, but I do concede that it's information that you deserve to get as a punter that funds the industry, as yeah. is as is some um, reporting and pressure and just a story on a jockey trying to manipulate the weight that he weighed out of a race on on a group one day at Caulfield, given that. Yeah, I think that deserves a bit more attention than it got. I, I don't think Mark Zara is a dishonest person or he's done anything overly wrong. But the horse, it, it needs to be, it needs to be spoken about. That's my biggest issue, my frustration with lots of things in racing. They're just ignored, and, and then they they harp why. on about shit that's irrelevant. It has to be asked why he tried to do it. We don't actually know why he's tried to do it. Like, why did he think that he'd be underweight? Did he take a piss beforehand? Did he, you know, not drink enough? Like, just why? Was he yeah, at a crown all night yeah, on the exactly. piss? We don't know these things. Anyway, Kofila has recorded the sixth fastest last 400 and 200 of the day, thanks to punny form. Airborne. So that's pretty solid times. It, the horse is probably in for a solid little, little run at, coming up. Race five, Drew. Um, no, but race five can – we'll quickly touch upon it. But simply Jesus, sit and sprint. They've gone five point – Yeah, but five point, I, I thought – I've got a bit of a theory here. I think Terbium almost was given a soft week. I thought it played better at, at Sandown. Three wide, belted them. Rails and run. I think it found the lanes, definitely. But um, I thought it was a huge performance. Um, it also carried John Allen doing it. So more credit to the horse. Like, it was three wide the trip in a five-horse race, for fuck's sake. Like... <laughs> I think Zusane's underperformed, and Turbian's probably run its best race that we've seen. That's all I could say about it. I'm not sure what to make of them going forward, though. Yeah, but um, 
Five horse races, no pressure, no no form out of the race. Yeah. I think that's a little theory that, well, not a theory. It's a, it's a saying I use. I think it's kind of proved itself through this meeting. You know, the the, the Luna Flare, Zusain, um, Nature Strip. These horses that win well in in small fields can sometimes come unstuck uh, in bigger races. And then this Turbian race, I think, will just be a nothing race moving forward. I think the horse is really exciting though, Turbian. Okay. And that's two two runs for two wins on uh, for Stokes for uh, Johnny Allen. So in the last week, so he's start striking up at least a relationship there and moving on from Darren Weir. It sounds like. Yeah, well, it's interesting where he lands. Um, mm. I'm not when I'm saying like he carried John carried John Allen. I'm not trying to bag John as a rider. I don't, I don't think he's an A grade rider, but like sitting three wide the trip seems odd to me. Yeah. But whatever. Agreed. Race number six, Elise. Well, she paraded like a, I don't know. I reckon like if if Amy Winehouse was a racehorse, but she, but she was if Amy Winehouse was built like Serena Williams, and then she was a racehorse and she had like Serena's body, but Amy's voice, temperament, and temperament. <laughs> holy shit! Like this thing was just like. Corked like it looked like I was at a festival and it just had too much at once. It double dropped and it was sweating where I didn't even know horses could sweat from. It was like flare and the nozzies. It was like a cult, like a big bull. It's a beast of a thing. I understand why Scurry loves this horse. I think it was given a really nice ride, but I think also that the horse wouldn't have been able to settle if they wanted it to the way it paraded. Um, I've got some concerns about it going to Flemington. I like more so. You you understand me and maybe help me try and get this across, Drew, because yeah, I think it's the most likely winning chance of that All Star Mile. I think it might be over bet. So it, it, it still did a lot of shit wrong. It it, it didn't just yeah. sit three wide because he wanted to be there. Like he, it was it was towing him. Quickly on James Cummings this morning said that that was the hottest they've ever seen the horse so you were not wrong in saying that the horse was cooked from the yard by the way they believed it was as well so that was what they were suggesting uh data wise they've gone 2.4 lengths slower than what is average for this type of race so that would explain Melagrero running second explains a lot about how poor the race is rated um that, well, that was important. the other thing i was going to get to is is Malaguera running at Is another big like poo poo on the race. I thought um, if Hartnell was ridden with a bit more intent, it probably would have won. Yeah, it was great. Well, if it, the if line. it lands in its normal position, it probably wins. Land a plenty. Uh, is there anything in the Shield support about it? Um, nothing that I saw. Let me just pull. It's it up still again. my favourite horse in Australia, uh, punters. But it did pull up real quick. So it's something you don't often see on the videos. But Mark Zara dropped there. his right rein final 150 metres for a short distance. Not sure that's anything. Are you serious? Yeah, that's about it. That's all you say. Well, Mark's had a big day, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, look, I think it's still airborne. Like it's, it, the, what it's done off that slow speed is huge. Lander Plenty has clocked the best close of the whole race, of the entire race. So this yeah. is the, the, the premier race for, you know, milers and 400-meter horses in Australia. It's clocked the best close. And it's done half of it without the the rider holding the holding the reins. Oh, Jesus, Marcus. 
considering we wagered on that too, that this is starting to feel a bit sick, isn't it? Just a little bit. Uh, look, Elise, is it short in the All-Star Mile? I don't even know what price it is. I'm just uh, it's into three fifty. I've got it in a multi, so I'm watching it. I got it at seven fifty, which is I would well, say overs. Great price, three fifty. Yeah. About right, maybe. Yeah. I actually, I don't know. Well, Hartnell and Land of Plenty will have to go into the race. They they're, they're clearly the picks, and probably this Mystic Journey, but wins on Saturday has to go in. But you know, that'll all depend. Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, it, look, let me. What was I going to say? Land of Plenty's clocked the ninth fastest last four hundred of the meeting. The next, the next best close from the 400, what do you reckon that was? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. You can tell me. It's another ex-grouser. Yeah. Ring-a-ding-ding. I was about to say ring-a-ding-ding. It's, it's clocked the 10th fastest last 400, but also the 5th fastest last 200 of the meeting, punningform.com.au. It has savaged it. It has like seen it and just abused the line there, Sheen style. This horse is can airborne. And you want to be watching where it goes. It and Land of Plenty, the two biggest closers. Hartnell's strong. Elise's still horses. strong, but like it's come home real, real strong here. Big, big watch Land of Plenty ring anything wherever they go next start. I was so, worried that Land of Plenty pulled up with an issue because it stopped so quickly, but it's yeah. just that Mark had dropped the whatever he's done to it. The reins, yeah. Uh, question, Brave Smash, no luck with the taking that inside run. As we said, this has happened a lot during the day. And the other horse, the other horse as well. Um, your horse, you love. Uh, what, Red Kirk or? Yeah, Red Kirk. Yeah. It had no luck. It was a good run, I thought. It and Brave Smash. Brave Smash seems to always find a bit of bit of tough luck. And it, it there's definitely nowhere for it to go. Mickey Walker's probably the most courageous jockey going at the moment, I'd say. He loves taking gaps. Yeah. And run of the race was clearly best of days. Saw it just going through the line, you know, 100 metres after them. Oh, what a disgraceful decision to, to not just declare this thing a non-runner. Like, we had a what? tiny bet on it. I, I do not care about the bunny. Through so, so you kick a little. No, I don't. It happened on Friday night. Terry Bailey, the punter's caller, my man, and the mailbag's man, TB, just declared that the horse should be scratched over the like. Why well, he's calling the race even? Yeah. Like he has got your best interests at heart. He's says what's right, not what he should say. Yeah. How well, this for... fucking horse on a Group One day? Why? Why not just declare it a non-runner? If it's like, it's just not everyone is a sick, victimized, hooked man like me or you. <laughs> Look, oh, if you're I, new to the game, I, I you're back best agree. days, you would just spew. You would just fucking spew. And we're, we're inventing races where we're dishing out, giving away our punting turnover to benchmark 58s from Queensland to come here and pinch prize money. Like, just look up. Like, you want new people in the sport. Dude, just, oh, I don't understand it. I couldn't. I, it's a tough game, this, because I've been absolutely fucked by every rule. And this one got me. I had a, this is four years ago, Svarvito in a group one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. He's just stayed in six dollars. He stayed in the barriers, and you know you stop. You got to cop it sweet. But would I say that it should be money back? Yeah, I agree. I mean, there are just so many rules in this game that just you go. If you want to get people into punting, you get rid of like the DQ for over for being underweight by half a kilo. Like Peter and I, Peter and I spoke about the uh, uh, notification of ta- change of tactics rule. Like enforce oh. it or fuck it off. Well, Elise, we didn't get told they were going to be ridden more forward here, but they've clearly pushed it out of the barrier. They have, they have gone slow though, and the horse was off its head. Like it yeah. was, it was Winehouse, and it was fucking. Yeah. 
It had a big hit of the fucking. Fair enough. Let's move on glass, to the Blue Diamond. Barbie, bro. Blue Diamond, I'll give you the data. They've gone absolutely helter-skelter here. 8.5 lengths fast to the 600. That is just an amazing time. And to Lias' credit, coming out of a, I'd call it a sit and sprint last start, it's measured up and it's just said, I'm the grouse. I'm the best of these. What do you think? I don't think it's the best of these. Ooh, I like that. Go for it. I thought it was a very, very strong win, and well done to it, and connections. I thought Lincoln Star was outstanding, and I was gutted it didn't win because it would have been fucking enormous for me and would have capped off a massive week because we had the big result on Friday night with another horse, $50 plus on Betfair. I thought we were home for a fair yeah. while here with this thing. I was watching it. Ollie was just tracking beautifully through the race. Um I thought I had a little bit on free debt when it landed where it did in run. One of the only bets I had all day in play. I liked the way it walked and looked in the yard and just thought like, you know, you're not up to this sort of thing. I don't know why I did that, but I just saw the way Walker was like sort of swinging off it and I thought, oh, I want to be with this. So it would have been good as well, but not nearly as good as Lincoln Star. We backed Catch Me, who I just think I have a half-assed theory, but it's probably kicked. Kick talking Drewski style. <laughs> Reggie, mate? That's it. It's just there. like gone backwards the last two starts. It's a mate. fucking beast, this horse. Like, it is a. You, I, you hope, I hope it goes back to New South Wales, has a good amount of time off. Yeah. Trials average, average, comes out in some race in Sydney and gets like, we get $10 in the sixes, and I will bet in, in New South Wales. I probably won't. I don't know where I'll bet. I might have to get a bet on, on course because the corporates are not sweet and they racing New South Wales and PVL sting Betfair a ridiculous amount of money because they don't understand what's happening there. But I think Catch Me is going to be a really good horse. Okay, But there's another horse here that I'm pretty convinced is the Just best quickly, horse in the before race. Before we go on Let's from it, quickly. This. Okay. Loving, Loving Gabby was given a, a horror, horror ride from D-Lane. He's a superstar and gets a lot of them right. He got this well wrong. It was a slight snick earlier, which put it into a sort of awkward spot. It lost momentum in key stages. It was just... And then he had to divert to the inside, which is slower, I reckon. anything. I think this is its second only start, this horse. Loving Gabby, I think, will be a superstar. Woo! Love it. Uh, it was clearly the only thing that could have beaten Liar in the race. It was the only thing I had marked down as unlucky. Um... Just on Catch Me, I reckon it could also be that um, if we see it next start in the parade ring, we want to see it having a little bit of Amy Winehouse about it because that's what it had when we saw it first. Uh, up, right? it, well, there was a bit of Amy about it, just like just Amy like, like in the early years. It's like yeah, being very calm and plain the last two starts, and it's done nothing. So I don't know. It's a hard horse, horse to get your head around. Um, just also a little bit like the, the, the media, just not all the media, but no, they ignored that's Stuart's report, which you've just brought to my attention, which I appreciate. And I'm sure anyone listening will be very frustrated like I was. And if you are, tweet about it so it's not just us doing it. Hugh Bowman's right on shot maker here. Fuck me. <laughs> like, you, it's the worst ride on the card almost, which happens. Like, I'm not so much criticising Hugh. I'm criticising the reporting of Hugh. The man shits, and when he shits, it stinks, just like mine. This this was ride was horrible. His ride on Alize was outstanding. 
the ride on the in the on the thing in the last, I thought it wasn't that great because the, the the rail was off. Why, why plant your horse there for two thousand meters? If I, I found that odd. Anyway, interesting to note: all horses, rails, and run in the Blue Diamond went shit house. The winner was sort of three off back last. Free of debt was one off, and Lincoln Star was one off. So this is where the rail in run horses were. I think were starting to be severely disadvantaged as the as the day unfolded, which shits me because I I thought this while whilst the card was unfolding and i failed to capitalize obviously we went pretty fucking close here but we didn't and then last again in the, in the next race <laughs> sorry last question lankin star do you reckon it looks a bit like sosibon in the parade like i haven't seen a horse look as as good in that manner nah, i don't know just, that was uh, nah, it's more athletic and thin lighter okay. horse Might i just thought it was up. very stretched out like a, is the way I, I try and try and say is sosibon it looked at to me I thought a long thing, I guess, is what I'll yeah. say. Yeah, lengthy things. Yeah, lengthy scope. That's what they say. Scope. Yeah. Hopefully, we find a few lengthy and scopey things on uh, Sunday. We're going to sales. He's sick. I know. Jesus. I know. I thought we were talking about there. Uh, anyway, play on. Saturday Open night. plate, Group One, eleven hundred meters. What do they do here? Drew to the punningform.com.au. Data. They have absolutely torn this to shreds. They've gone 3.7 lengths fast to the 600, which in an 1,100-meter race for a Group 1, there's really only the Oakley Plate that you're comparing it to, really. So this is normally a race that's held to skelter already, and it's already done that. And the race has still been run 5.7 lengths faster than the average than the class benchmark normal. So whew, these are some serious horses, serious times, and just wowee. All right, and just FYI, mate, I need to get going in about eight minutes because I'm going to a pub to learn how to be a dad. I repeat, Ooh. I'm going to a pub to do a baby class. So if you're in Fitzroy tonight, come and say good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, uh, go what do you make? What are we doing, Nature Strip? Um, thousand meters or nothing. Well, I put it to you that he went quicker early last start by half a length and yeah. ran three lengths faster. I think First this horse appreciates zero pressure and good gaps between runs. Yeah. When I say zero pressure, just like those three horses near him, there was just like much more pressure in this race by other horses, bigger fields. So I think less, less smaller fields and bigger spaces between runs. Okay. Nature yeah. trip done. Um, as far as the race, I backed encryption and I backed Vidora. I thought Vidora was okay. I think it will improve. If Joe Berge could get suspended and, the, and he got off it, I'd double my bet. Um, he landed in a really good position. The fence was off, Joe. Why would, you, why would you not be pushing to get off the fence, coming into the corner? Ended up being closest to it of the horses that finished in the race. So I think there's plenty of merit in the run of Pedora. I think encryption went huge. I think... Let me just get this up. Yeah, I thought... Well, you- Okay, Eduardo great. was enormous. It looked to me to be on the wrong leg turning. Like it has fucking well like well done to them with this horse. Yeah. Remember back of this horse at five bucks at Sandown? Yeah. In a like BM seventy. Three starts back, yeah. Um I think Sprite was the horse I was tipping on the um previous show. It's the fastest last six, four and two of the whole whole day. Off the off that really fast early tempo. Now, I I think that means this is a proper horse, yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
this just needs the right race and it's going to win. It's that's it's, a, it's always been that type of horse. Maybe down the straight next start. I don't know. That's that's what they probably need to do. Maybe TJ just yeah. It's a, it's a tough horse to get the right race for where it settles normally. Of the roughies that ran well, I thought you say Bowler and I'll have a bit down the down the finishing order there. I thought those two runs were sort of had more merit than they looked. Bell Sonic the same, and yeah, Vidora. So Booker, I, I, I'm stoked. I I, I kind of. It's weird when you lose to Ellison Zara, I kind of cop it a bit sweeter, you know. Yeah, it's a win for the good guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, la- last point on it. Thanks, many thanks to the New Zealand stable, the Pitmans, for sending Sensei over and tactically giving it no chance. Send it well, forward, by guys. Putting Dean Holland on it, or well, bit of, both. bit of A, bit of B. Unfortunately, like just no intent out of the gates, and it is never running anywhere from there. It's running shitful anyway, but you know. Try and get yourself in the race. Kick talking. Oh, 100%. 100%. That's the only way to talk. Anyway, race, race nine. nine. A bit of a boat race here. Villas is a proper horse. Be hard to beat wherever he wants to go. Um, Trap for Fools. Big odds for a weight for age group for one horse. I did appreciate getting Johnny Allen back on, though. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. surprise. <laughs> Wonder why I'd appreciated that. <laughs> The mind can get to a certain point, can't it? It can, exactly. That point being that the the the, the, the no, I won't go there. When you see Johnny Allen on board, you know what to do. I actually thought that the Trapper Fools was home at about three three fifty. Then I'm like, oh, what's peeling peeling off its back? Ah, shit, Avilius. <laughs> yeah, we did it from Rails and Run, which I thought was pretty good. Okay, yeah, so all in all, um, horses to follow. Anything that was Rails and Run hit the line, okay, that's what I'll be doing. Um. I'd just say Ace High is my, my follow for the meeting there. It's the first race it's actually seen in a long time on a good track, and it will appreciate firmer and firmer and up in distance. I reckon it can actually give a crack against Avilius next start. Ooh, interesting. You've been getting massive price. It'll be $20-plus, and it'll be a good each-way odds, I think. All right. Is that it? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I would just simply, seeing we've got three minutes before you've got to get going, uh, Nick Williams... It's just, if he does not get fined for that tweet, considering Michelle Payne got fined for her tweet, then there is no justice because he has brought the game into disrepute during the race day after his horses lost tweeting that out. No, but he, he actually got put onto the radio to continue his little Oh, rant. he got promoted, yeah. He's the most over-promoted person with 30 horses. Uh, I, I think the bigger issue is RSN. Well, yeah, they go for the, the content, stuff, the like content, that, and sure. like the to put him on the air this morning and not talk about like that stewards report, and to not to not like clarify, to not hold into account that the inside was off as the day went on, which only happens by like irrigation. Just like if someone was in there with a, with a clue, you could tear it apart. Yeah, but there was no one in there, unfortunately, and. You're not going to have anyone. I mean, I, I will say Actually, that... Um, I don't know if we should say that. It's just too much, man. It's too aggressive. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, don't have a good RSN. Let's just finish... Fill, do the finish to it then. So, Petey's got that. Uh, I, I think the way that he talks about racetracks and the, and the... I think the way he talks about racetracks is wrong. I think he's often wrong in what he says. I think the, the track on Saturday raced as a good four to a good three... Shane Baker at ponyform.com.au backed that up to me. I yeah. hope he's okay with me saying that. 
I'm not sure if you would be, but he hopefully he is. He is, yeah. Um, that's what the data says. And the replays say, and if you map where all the horses landed in the run, Nick, none won from rails in run except for Jamaican Rain early in the day and Avilius Late, who could be a really proper horse. So when, when, when there's a real firm, fast track, like a firm two, which you implied there was at earlier before the races even started, they don't make ground. They, 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 they can't be caught. So the Blue Diamond winner came from last. Um, the Oakley Plater came from midfield. Both of them did. Well, you're just wrong, mate. You're completely fucking wrong. And anyone who... Well, while, what, why this guy gets so much airtime is just beyond me. It's, it's bad for the whole sport. If Fast racing is good racing. That track on Saturday was perfect. When I'm saying the inside chopped out, that's what should happen. Slightly, slightly chopped out. The track was perfect. The races, the races were great. To, 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 just to be yelling out negative shit when you haven't worked a fucking day in your life, it shits me. Perfect. So you're yeah, at Labrook. Hold on again, you fucking fat. <laughs> what? Uh, Petey's gonna have to take that. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut lots of it. I don't want to sound like a cunt. Yeah. Okay, so let's just do a finalise and just, you know, promote Wednesday. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Fair enough, Dicko. And you are now off tomorrow, but you're back on board Wednesday. So we'll be doing a uh, pre-game pod on the 5 for 5 podcast, which you can still get on board. Five bucks. And you'll be at Sandown Park on Wednesday. So your $5 membership will get you a midweek preview from myself and Nick Noonan, maybe Drew. The roster sort of rotates. You'll also get a Saturday Saturday pregame pod where we go over everything we've sort of picked up after our preview shows to give you the latest. Global look. Exchange on the weekend at $10. The yeah, was bet. Been quite fat, to be honest. Um, I'll be on track Wednesday. Uh, we'll have Scurry probably Friday night and Saturday from Sydney, and I'll be on track Friday night and Saturday. Uh, if you want any of the products, head to themailbag.com.au. As always, this podcast and our team is helped by and supported by punningform.com.au. We use everything they offer to to build our own databases to make our own betting decisions, and it's really made a big difference the way we operate and the results we get. Um, we bet with betfair.com.au. We love them, and I always drink that and goat beers. So do you, Drew, don't you? Go the goat. Get it goat up, yeah. <laughs>